Hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all. We back again on the radio, y'all. We want to tell you. No, I'm I'm just joking. But y'all, we back. And you know, it's a good time to know that we're here. Yes, we're here today for another podcast, and we're really excited. Today we're gonna be talking about what it is to be carnally led and being spiritually led. This has just been put on our hearts probably the last month or so because we have been just seeking God for wisdom and in our lives because how many of us know that it's okay to know a lot of things but if you don't have wisdom to apply it then it means absolutely nothing until you apply the word so yes we want to learn more about what it is to be carnally led versus being spiritually led so romans 8 11 tells us what happens when we become born again so that means when you have accepted jesus as your lord and savior something happens and it says here that but if the spirit of him that raised up jesus from the dead dwell in you he that raised up christ from the dead shall also quicken your mortal bodies by his spirit that dwelleth in you. So that's what happens. You're, you become quickened, meaning you become alive. Some versions probably say you have life flowing through you. So you were once not alive. Now you have become alive. And if you want to learn more about what we're talking about, we, we go in great detail in our old podcast where we talk about who is Jesus. And we just talk about the fall of man in Genesis 3. So you can always get more understanding through um, that podcast because we share it in detail. But today we're talking about what happens. Your spirit becomes alive. So what does it mean to be carnally led versus spiritually led? So you can be a believer who is walking in in the things of God, but you're really allowing your carnal, your flesh nature to dominate you versus being led by the spirit. So we're going to talk about the difference today. So my question is this to you. Are you striving in life or are you walking in freedom? How does that look? Striving means that life is always oppressed. I'm always got to do it. I got to do it. I got to do it. And when, when you strive, it's always you. It's always you having to complete the task, you know, and, and vice versa. When you're walking in the spirit, it's always you relinquishing the, 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 ta- the task and you giving it up to Jesus. And so what does that mean to give up the task to Jesus? It means just to relinquish and let go, let go. And they know that saying, they always say, let go and let God, you know, how does that look? Letting go in and let God. It means that I'm, I'm I'm perfectly walking in patience and knowing that God is going to move regardless of how I move, regardless of how I think, that he's going to do it. That means I'm fully confident. I'm fully persuaded. And guess what? My relationship is tight. It's tight with God. When I just know, I know, I know he's going to do what he said he's going to do. I'm confident in that. I'm fully functional in knowing that God will do it, even if I don't feel it. Because it's not based on a feeling. It's based on just knowing who he is and having a relationship that's built on a solid rock and not that pebble that you skipped across the water that went down under the water. Because guess what? You threw it. You know, when it's a solid rock, you don't even have to touch it to know it's there. You don't have to throw it to know it's going to move. Because guess what? When you throw that solid rock and you aim it at something, guess what? You're going to hear it. You're going to hear it splash when it hit the water. You're going to hear it crash when it hit the glass. And you're going to hear it pounce. When it hits somebody. So it's it's awesome to know. So I want to detail this. But before I detail it, I'm going to pass it back to my wife. And then she's going to come back. 
Yeah, I just wanted to say that today we're going to be mostly in two uh, books of the Bible. We're going to be in Galatians 5, so if you want to go ahead and mark that in your in your word. And then we're also going to be in Romans 8. So we'll use those two, and they're kind of like um, both carnal. We're talking about the carnality part of it, and we're talking about the spirit. So just make sure that that's open, and we'll be going back and forth on those two. But we're going to start off in Romans. All right, all right. Romans, Romans 8 and 6 which I think is a good portion to get you to understand what carnality really is and what the flesh life really looks like. Romans 8 and 6 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Woo! What does that mean to walk in life and peace? To be carnally minded is death. And so what, what I, when I think of that and when I look at that, to be carnally minded is death, it means there's an end. There's a stoppage. There's a point where I got I, I reached my end of my rope, like my wife always say. I reached the end of my rope, and I just had to turn to Jesus. But when you're currently minded, it's a, it's a place where where I get to the end and end of myself. And guess what? I got to make a choice whether I deep I dive deeper into the troubles of the flesh, or do I relinquish the power over flesh and I give up to a spiritually mind? So. That's what I believe in Romans 6 is saying. But 7 goes on to say, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subjected to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So the law of God is saying it's life and peace. So how can carnality give you life and peace? It can't, because guess what? I'm working. I'm working so hard to get it done. My flesh is working so hard. It's working overtime. I'm tired. I'm beat. I'm doing everything that I'm not even supposed to do. So, And I think of that because how many of us go into situations and you're just like, God, I've tried everything. I, I know that I was guilty of that. God, I've tried everything that I know. I've tried everything that I know. And I can only imagine God saying, yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> You haven't given it to me. You have tried everything in your own flesh. But have you tried what I've said in my law and in the things I've given you out of my love through Christ? Yeah. Now, there's a difference. Yeah. And I, I, I just, that, that boggles right there. That hits home right there. Because when you walk into it, the next verse says exactly what you said. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. So here we go. Flesh, spirit. The flesh can't please God, but the spirit can. So what do I want to do? Do I want to please God or do I want to just be please me? So verse 9 says, But ye there are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. And if so be that, the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. Ooh, that hits you right there in that spot where you know you thought you had it, but you missed that. You know, when you shoot that shot and you thought you made it in the basket and it just went over the rim. Man, that hurts. So it's telling you in a place of pride that, oh, you thought you had it, but here it is. You missed it. How did you miss it? Because you were walking in yourself. You was walking in that self-centered place or that selfish state when you're saying me, 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 and I, 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 but you're not saying we, 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 we. So I'm no, I'm not French, but you know. But yeah, this is the place where you missed it. And so verse 10 goes on to say, and if Christ being you, the body is dead because of sin, but the spirit is life because of righteousness. So here it is, my rags that I got on. I'm putting on these nice rags that make me look like something, that make me feel like something. But guess what? 
It's not bringing life. It's just making me feel like me, me, me. But when I take off these rags and I begin to say, oh, it ain't about me. It ain't about what I want. Oh, you know what? God knows better than I know. So let me relinquish this unto him. Let me give this unto him. Let me say, Lord, okay, it's not about me. It's all about you. And then I toss it. And, and guess what? I toss it somewhere that I can't get in anymore. And I allow God to say, hey, it's a better way. It's always a better way than walking and striving. You know, I work 12 hours a day. I work 20. I work 24 hours in three days, you know, in two days. I mean, and, you know, that, that, that that's not it. That's not it. Yeah, it looks good on your check, but it don't look good in the, in the you know, it don't look good in the spirit realm because guess what? You're beaten. You're beaten bodily. So the spirit realm makes everything easier. And 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 just to to add on that, that could not even be the the path that God has for you. Here you are working all these hours, striving in your own flesh that, okay, I'm going to try to do this to accomplish this. But God is saying, okay, if in your spirit, you were led by your spirit, I could even find a way to, to accomplish that, whatever you're trying to accomplish in a much simpler way. Mm -hmm. And I've experienced this in my life. We have experienced this in our life where God has made a path that is so much easier than what we could have ever imagined had we have had we done it in our own flesh. And a lot of times we miss it, forgetting the sweet spot. Here it is, is that God is infinite in his wisdom. We have to understand what that means. God is infinite in his wisdom. He understands things way better than us. So we have this system that we work under in the in in the world which says that you work and then you get a paycheck, right? And and even if we go back to De- Deuteronomy and those were some of the principles that he said, but he said, "No, no, you guys are going to be blessed cuz even the crops of your field in Deuteronomy 28, the first good part of it. Even <laughs> if you walk in these things, all your things will be blessed. All your crops will be blessed." So God multiplies in his wisdom. He knows how to make you prosper. Look at how Joseph, Joseph was imprisoned, but yet he ended up being a blessing to his family. How does that work out? Steve always says this, in God's kingdom, one plus one doesn't add to two. No, It, it can be five. You know, he multiplies. So, so we have to understand that God is infinite in his wisdom. But if we take all matters, whether it's our health, whether it's our finances, all these areas of our life, relationships, and we do it in our own flesh, we miss it. We can only go so far. Yeah. But God in his infinite wisdom can go far beyond that. How many relationships, maybe sometimes we are hurt and we want to take things in our own matters and say, oh, I'll never speak to that person again. Right. But then we see sometimes God will bring restoration when you say, Lord, I give this person to you. Your word says vengeance is yours. Your word says that you you love me. You care for me. So and you care for that person and you are led by the spirit and you see how God can cause restoration to come about. But before we even start to go into detail about the spirit, let's go to Galatians 5 and we're going to talk about the spirit. But before we go there, I just want to let you know one of the primary ways to overcome carnality is to cooperate with the Holy Spirit by walking in the spirit. And so I just wanted to say that because it sets up perfectly what my wife is about to read. So Galatians 5 16 through 23, but we're going to be reading a little bit at a time and stopping and just explaining um, whatever the Holy Spirit, however the Holy Spirit leads us. So Galatians 5, 16 says, 
This I say then, walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. So we say carnality is talking about the flesh, 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 right? And you can be, the thing is, we can be believers who walk in the flesh. Yeah. Because we're not renewing our mind according to Romans 12. He says that, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So if you're not renewing your mind to the fact that I no longer walk in the lust of my flesh, because fleshly desires will come. Things will come to try to entice you into the flesh. And, and they're always there. Those temptations are always there. But God says, renew your mind. Renew your mind. So we're renewing our mind to allow the spirit man. There's even another scripture, I believe it's in Romans, where it talks about being able to feed our inner man. Our inner man is that spiritual man. But we're going to go into that even more. So it says in, in verse 17, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary, the one to other, so that ye cannot do the things that ye would. Ooh, there's a fight going on. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> it's flesh against the spirit. Here we go. Round one. No, but, but you know, the flesh versus the spirit. Now, this is a simple battle, you know, because sometimes, you know, your flesh wants everything. It wants to have. It wants to have everything. Your spirit, man, is going to always want for you what's right. What's right for you? It's always going to want what's right for you. It's never going to lead you astray. I always say that, you know what? You know the way you hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know how you understand the Holy Spirit because it's always going to tell you the truth. And sometimes in whatever place you're in, that truth might be feel so wrong to you. It might hurt. It never, it's never going to feel wrong. It's just going to hurt. And so, and it's because, hurting your flesh. Yeah, it's hurting your flesh because guess what? It's, the, the Spirit is trying to tell you. Your flesh is too strong. That's why I say the spirit is always willing, but the flesh is weak. So if the flesh is weak, then guess what? You got to continue to beat that flesh down. Oh, and I think about Jesus being tempted after he's fasted 40 days and 40 nights. You know, his flesh was screaming. It was like, I need a cheeseburger. Well, they probably didn't have cheeseburgers back <laughs> in the day, but I need some lamb or something. I don't know. What oh, give me eating. a portobello mushroom. <laughs> No, nobody eating that. His flesh wanted to eat something because he's his flesh was hungry. He was man here on earth. So his flesh was probably screaming, I want food. And guess what he said? It didn't feel good, like Steve said, to to know that the enemy saying saying, Hey, 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 why don't you just turn that stone into bread? And oh, it sounds so easy. Yes, Lord, I have the power to do that. But that's not what The Lord said, Jesus always said time and time again, I don't do anything unless my father tells me to do. Even as us, we don't do anything unless the spirit leads us to do it. And it's according to his word and we're walking in the spirit. So he said, no, man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that it is written that man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that proceeded out of the mouth of God. Whoa, 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 whoa. Who? What's what's that? Come on now. Out of the mouth of God, and that equals the spirit man who's inside of us. Wait, wait, not Steve, not, you know, not deny, you know, not mom, not dad. No, No, not not, my boss, not anyone. But I shall live by what God says, what my spirit man is telling me, what that inner man is telling me. And and his voice, that inner man gets stronger and stronger the more we allow him to really overtake us. And that's why we are always sharing that. This spirit that we speak of, for you to have a life that's led by the spirit, here it is. There's a separate experience that you have to have. 
the baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you don't have the baptism of the Holy Spirit, he's not really leading your life. For it says in his word, I believe Acts 1-8, right? Mm. He says, he says, now yeah. you will be, in, wait until the Holy Spirit comes. When he comes, then you'll be empowered to go to the ends of the earth. As far as we're going to go, we're going to go. I'm just paraphrasing. But you have to wait and, and, and be baptized and be filled by this separate experience that we talk about, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. I, I'm just trying to put it in like the layman's terms of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is pretty much saying, hey, Holy Spirit, just the same way that you said, Jesus, I, I believe that you died for me and you rose from the dead and, and the same power that rose from the dead is now in me. Now you're saying, oh, that power, I want it to live in me and, and I accept you, Holy Spirit, to lead my life. That is a different experience. Wait, 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 wait. If anybody heard that, that was a salvation alert. You could have just took that and ran with it and say, yes, yes, I receive. But yes, that is And you it. can also receive the Holy Spirit even with that one because all it says is that you ask, I believe it's Luke uh, 11. Yeah. It says all you, 11, 13, that if you ask, believe and receive. There it that is. is all for those two things to receive Christ, to receive all he did for you so that you can no longer walk in this sin nature and to to be filled with his spirit so that you can lead a, lead a spirit filled life. All you have to do is ask, believe and receive it. Three step process, y'all. You get right to the point with that one. Amen. <laughs> and then it says in verse um, 18, but if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these? So we talked about some of those things, uh, idolatry, um, adultery, fornication, uncleanliness, lasciviousness, witchcraft, hatred. I mean, drunkenness, murders, envying. All these things are the things of the flesh because they are all me, 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 me. And me never wants to do good. No. Because me. he fell in Genesis 3. He became aware of evil. So, yeah. So he me never wants to do good. He started to look and see those things like, oh, that's what it is. Oh, oh and I start- want my neighbor's car. It looks real nice. And then that lust leads to, oh, how am I going to get that car? But wait, before that, he started to get definition to what it actually was. So you now you now you start to idolize something. You start to look at it and you start to have definition of what idolatry is because guess what? This thing I see, I want it so bad. I want to have it so bad. And that wanting to have it is just me. That's that I. That's that I we've been talking about. That's that that's that me not worshiping God and putting him first. You know, that's putting me before God. That's making myself an idol. You know, making myself an idol before God. And so what God wants from us, though, he wants us to worship him. Now, how do we worship him? The word says we worship him in spirit and truth. So that means he's not lying. He's always going to tell us what's right. I know I mentioned in the last podcast, I say that the voice of the Lord never lies. He tells us the truth all the time. And he and and when we worship him in spirit and in truth, the truth part is the word. What are we? How are we checking what we're feeling versus the word? See, we gave an example of what Jesus said when he was tempted after the forty days and forty nights. He had the word in him, and he—I mean, he is the word. Yeah. But <laughs> while he was here on earth, he said, "For it is written, it is written." So he went to the word to see what the spirit man says, because the spirit doesn't speak. Aside from himself, I believe that's John 16. He speaks everything that the Father says, everything that Jesus said, which Jesus said, everything my Father says. So they're all connected. So he's 
the word is always going to speak what the spirit is saying. And that's awesome because guess what? He didn't have to feed. You know, I know why? Because he was already in relationship. So that feeding, that hunger that we thought, or that thirst that we always want, it was already there. Guess why? Because he was already relating to the father. So he wasn't hungry no more. He had, he was full, actually. Yes. So, I mean, so everything that came out of his mouth, he said every word that proceeded out of his mouth. Not just that one word, but everything can, that came out. Amen. We won't even go there because that's that's another context of, you know, reading the word for its context, from really understanding and spending time in the word. But we are talking about the ways that you can walk in the spirit. So we said you have to be baptized, right? Baptized. It's a whole separate experience. You accept Christ. Your mortal body is quickened. Your spirit becomes alive. But now you want to be led by the spirit. So you you're empowered to do the things that are right, to to know the things that are right, because they just come out out of you and one of those things is by speaking in tongues also yeah in jude one it talks about how it is to 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 walk in in the spirit and what we need to do as far as speaking in tongues so jude one as if there are other there's only one in jude (laughs) and i believe it's 20 we're gonna go down to 20 says but ye beloved building up yourselves on your most holy faith praying in the holy ghost so we know that when we uh build ourselves when we speak in tongues we're building ourselves up so if you um have been baptized in the holy spirit please pray in tongues. I know that that's something that would be just, ah, you pray in tongues. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. But there's power in praying in tongues. There's power in praying in tongues because it's saying here that build yourself up in the most holy faith. So that's part part of that empowerment that we're talking about. In order for you to, to really know what is God speaking in this situation, you need to build yourself up in higher faith. Because guess what? Your faith doesn't really operate in high faith. Your, 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 your flesh operates in itself. So it really doesn't really have the mind of God. But you want to get that spirit man involved. Spray, pray and edify yourself. And other, I mean, there are many other scriptures that talk about the power of praying in tongues and what it does. That we're speaking, uh, we're speaking with God directly with God, and all these and the, things. And we speak in the mysteries. And we're speaking hidden mysteries, and yeah. and and there's power in that. So if you want, you can just go study on that. But that's how we're going to be able to walk and be led in the spirit when we speak in tongues and edify ourselves, so that we get God's wisdom on certain situations. First Corinthians two in there somewhere. We talk about what it's like to be to know the hidden mysteries. They're made known to us because why we we stay in our spirit, man. And I could give you an example. Um, we were praying one time in church. And I had no clue what to pray for for this person. And I just was like, Lord, give me something. I turned around and looked around where everybody else was praying. And I began to speak in tongues. And I came back with the mysteries. And what I was saying then resonated with the person. The person was like, wow, that, that's right on point. That's right on point with what I needed. And what I said was being interpreted by the Holy Spirit right out to this person to know that the Holy Spirit was listening, knowing that God was hearing her prayer, knowing that God was edifying and moving to her. And she couldn't believe it. She just lit up and she started glowing. Yes. And that's the mystery to people who are walking in carnality. They'll be like, how did you, how did, how does that work? How does that work? But when we are in our spirit, man, 
those hidden things start to become very obvious for us. And we're walking in wisdom and understanding and things just happen. So walking in the spirit is definitely one of those. Th- I mean, speaking in tongues is definitely what is going to help us to continue to walk in the spirit. Yeah. And um, the, one, and walking in a word, you know, just knowing what you know. How do I know what I know? By continued study. You know, you go to college and you study this thing they call your major. And guess what? You become an expert of that. So let's come on. Let's be an expert in knowing who God is. Let's be an expert in his word so we can give it and not give it out harshly, but give it out with love. Because I know and I want you to experience the same thing I've experienced. So, you know, it's, it's awesome to study. Yes. And it's awesome to give. Amen. And I'm thinking about Hebrews talks about like, you know, you need to 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 um, desire sincere milk. And then as you grow, you, you you're going to be able to take strong meat. So that's part of like being in the word and really studying the word so that you your spearman. I just wanted to share a quick example before we uh, wrap up on this is just that we were faced with a situation just recently where it was so we, it was a tough situation. We faced adversity because of what we believed. But what happened was the Holy Spirit started to bring about his uh, understanding uh, uh, out of us. And we just, scripture started coming through our minds. Yeah. Oh, we are peacemakers. Oh, this. And scripture started coming out. Why? Because we spend time in the word. Yeah. So he can, he's not going to bring out something that you don't have. <laughs> so as we always say, it's so important to stay in your word. This really helps you to know God's nature, how God speaks, and you, to really feed your inner man so that you are ready for or killing that flesh and allowing your spirit to become alive and walk in the spirit and not be carnally walking. So I, I just wanted to charge this to you before we end this session or this podcast. If you've not received Jesus, if you've not known who the Holy Spirit is, I charge this to you. And if you can just pray with me right now as we pray, you can pray this prayer. Father, we thank you. We thank you for the opportunity And now, Lord, I just wanted to pray this prayer that as I give my life and I relinquish the world, I want to give my life totally unto you. I want to just be set apart. I want to be used by you. But most importantly, I want to know what your love is. And so, Lord, I want to stretch my hands out to you to say I'm yours. I give up everything that I once had, which is the grip the world had on me. And I want to say, Lord, I'm yours. I give up. I relinquish the world. Save me. And if you say this prayer with us right now, this little prayer, you are his. And now you can start this walk. And the next step would be, Lord, I want to be baptized. And I don't mean being dunked in water, but I want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. And I want, I want to know that you're with me. And I want to know. I want to know and I want to have this power to be able to to go into the world, compel the world just like me, I was compelled. And if you say this with us and you believe it in your heart, it shall happen. And that's what we want to see. That's why the G220 effect is around. We We love you. We're here. And we'll be here the next time and the next time and the next time. This has been it for the G220 effect. Yes, we love you. It has happened. Receive it with joy and just watch your life transform. We love you guys and we'll see you next time.